0: Good morning, New Life at Calvary.
1: This is the day the Lord has made, so let us rejoice. Let us rejoice
0: and be glad in it. I am so happy to see so many people at church today. Tell your neighbors, mighty glad you made it to church today. Mighty glad you made it to church, everybody. One of the snowiest days of March, and everybody is here today. Praise God. So we are here at New Life in Calvary, and we are about to start our service. And before we do, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for waking us up. Thank you, God, for giving us a mind to serve you and to hear your word, Lord. We just say thank you, God, that you are our way maker. Thank you, Lord, that you are our restorer, our healer, and our caregiver, Lord. Thank you, God, for just healing us, for protecting us this week. God and providing for us this week, God, we come early on Sunday morning in the snow to give you praise because you are a good God. You are an awesome God. You are a more than enough God, a running over God. You are our father and our friend. So we give you all the praise and glory this morning, today, God, and we say thank you, Lord, even though we are sinners, even though we are not perfect, we come to you humbly, Lord. We come to you humbly, Lord to still give you praise because we know that you love us even though that we are not perfect god but we ask you God, as we come today to hear your word to sing your songs of praise god we ask you as we give you our time god give us time back this week god as we give you our finances give us finances back this week god and as we give you our talent and our treasure and our service god god give it back to us restore us this week god fill us up god Fill us up, God. We need you, God, during the week. We need you, God, Sunday morning all the way to Saturday night. So we ask you to bless our service for those that are still coming in. We ask you for traveling mercies for those that are coming in. Give them a safe journey, God. A lot of people couldn't be here today, but a lot of people still are here today. So we just say thank you for the heat. Thank you for the internet, God. Thank you, Lord, for everybody that came to serve. Hallelujah! We just say we have a spirit of joy. We have a spirit of expectation because we know you have something good for us today. So we ask you to bless our service, those that are coming into church and those that are coming in online. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So welcome again, everybody. We are so happy to see you here at New Life at Calvary today. So this is the third Sunday. We ask you those of you that are online, give you a wave, we're giving you a wave this morning good morning everybody on Facebook on internet and we just say good morning we ask you to uh, type in good morning or hello uh, so that you can get your attendance checked in if you would like to have prayer today we go to our New Life at Calvary app, click on the about links, and you can fill out a guest card or a prayer card and we're going to read it and we're going to get back to you, amen so we are about to start worship today if anybody is ready to get up and get moving today let's we invite you to stand up wherever you are if you're at home if you're in our gym we're about to give God praise hallelujah
1: Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Let's let's go into prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor we thank you for the many blessings we have received. We thank for all you have done in our lives. We are truly grateful for all you have provided. You have intervened on our behalf through your word. You have used our church, family, and friends to help us realize the blessings you have bestowed upon us. During this month of women history, we remember the powerful woman in the Bible, Miriam, the first female prophetess. Deborah, the prophetess and military leader, and the only female judge. We remember Queen Esther, the Israeli liberator, who was successful in preventing the annihilation of the Jewish people. Lydia, the successful businesswoman that supported Paul's ministry. These are but a few that were in the Old and New Testament worthy of mentioning. There were quite a few more. We may remember Sojourn Truth, an abolitionist that was active in fighting for women's rights. Harriet Tubman, an abolitionist, leading slaves out of slavery, and a military commander as well. We remember Susan B. Anthony, America's social reformer and women's rights activist. We remember Mother Teresa, nun and founder of missionary charities. We are praying for our future leaders, the Michelle Obamas and the Kamala Harrisons to lead us in the future. We remember Lillian Burke, the first black female judge in Cleveland. We lift up our very own Mrs. Evelyn Davis with a call and post. We pray and recognize our women, teachers, principal teaching our young,
2: the nurses that care for us,
1: the journalists that give us and bring us the truth, the store managers and customer service representatives in the entertainment field and in corporate business, doing their best to serve the public with enthusiasm and zeal. They are well accepted with an occasional ungrateful customer. For those serving in the public, which provide educational information services, or those in need of financial assistance navigating the court system. We think of and thank you for our mothers, sisters, aunts, and grandmothers that raised us and made it their solemn duty to raise us, that we grew up in the church knowing our Savior Jesus Christ and the saving grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for those in our midst suffering from the loss of a loved one or several loved ones within a period of a few days. All tragic, all unexpected. Our prayers go out to families of Tony Witherspoon, Reggie Wood, and Ella Thomas. And this is just this past week. There are others suffering through grief. Lord, you know there are so many. Be with them. Abide with them. Comfort them as only you can. Lord, bring them comfort and peace during their time of sorrow and darkness, with the realization that the sun will rise and joy will come in the morning. Lord, we lift our sick and shut-ins to you. We ask that you meet them at their needs. We ask that you give them strength and assurance to, to the caregivers, for it is not an easy task caring for those declining physically and mentally. Lord, we ask you to continue to bless our church. We are thanking you in advance for your intervention and grace in our capital campaign. Bless our ministries and resources to help us fill the needs of our community. Lord, we lift our pastors to you. Thank you for their inexhaustible level of enthusiasm and care. Keep them motivated to serve the flock. Give them the energy to push through the many problems and issues that may pop up and push their. are of people our experiences. Give them the strength and knowledge to help those that they can, and the wisdom to refer those severely impacted to other resources that can better address their needs. Lord, we ask for your continued blessing on our church leaders and ministries. We pray for our church body,
2: dedicated staff,
1: deacons, Sunday school teachers, ushers, Life Connect leaders, elders, and lay pastors. Give them the strength and knowledge to serve those in need. Lord, we ask that you bless and hold accountable our local, state, and national leaders who were voted to support their constituents that voted them into office. Lord, we pray for those in areas going through war and conflict. We pray that you will end the violence, help the needy, and advance the cause of those who want to know you and live in peace. Lord, we pray for those serving in local, state, and national law enforcement, that they will do the right thing, keeping us safe. A special blessing for those serving in the military, keeping us safe from those wanting to harm us. They do this willingly and at their own risk for love of country and family. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I also have some praise reports. Hazel Hicks' husband, Dwayne, Is home, and also, and also, without a Jessup is home. I always forget something. something. I'm sorry. (laughs) Please stand if you're able. I'd like to state our church purpose in response to God's love. Our purpose is to love others, teach the Word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents.
3: By him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord. Laid on him the inequity of us all. Thank you. The New Testament comes from Luke, chapter 22, verses 54 through 62, and it reads, Then seizing him, they led him. at a distance and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together peter sat down with them a servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight in firelight she looked closely at him and said this man was with him but he denied it Of Peter replied, "Man, I don't know what you're talking about." Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words that the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crowed.
4: God. Praise
5: God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ruby, for reading our scripture. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. And it it's so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. God is faithful. Today, I believe Pastor Antonia said it is the third Sunday of March, praise God. And on the third Sunday, it is very snowy outside, isn't it, for a March Sunday? But on the third Sunday, our special offering goes to support our Rotulu orphanage in Nigeria, praise God. And we want to be able to be a blessing to all children that the Lord uh, asks us to help with. So if you're able today, we're asking that you would give a little bit extra to support the Rotulu Orphanage. As our ushers come forward, let's bow our hand in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for being the great provider. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our needs and more. We humbly come before your throne asking that you would bless these tithes and offerings, Lord. You have made sure, Lord, that we have been provided for so many times this month. And gracious God, as we submit these offerings to you, Lord, we would pray, Lord, that you would bless these offerings, that you would multiply and amplify, Lord, for those that are giving online today, Lord, we ask that you would bless those offerings and more. We thank you, Lord, for being our God. We thank you for being our provider. And it's in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ that we pray and all God's people said amen and amen. For those that are joining us online today, We have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go right ahead to NOAC.TV and establish your website giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number 2, nlac, and your offering comes right to us. For those that prefer to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio 44103. Thank you again for participating in the offering with us. Thanks. we will now be blessed in song by our very own Carrie Holland singing, I Must Tell Jesus.
2: tell Jesus all of my sorrow, I cannot bear these burdens alone. Jesus will guide me,
1: and he will protect me.
2: Jesus will help me. Jesus alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear these. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus.
1: Jesus
2: will help me.
1: Jesus will help
2: me. Jesus. Jesus, alone.
5: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Who here today knows you have something that you can share with Jesus? Some burden that you're carrying that's on your heart today, and so. As we go into the time of the sermon, let's just go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God, we hear your voice, Lord, speaking to us today. We know, Lord, that we are heavy-hearted at times, Lord, and we have burdens that we carry when we don't need to even carry them, Lord. You said it cast all our cares on you, Lord Jesus, because you care for us. So, Lord, we tell you today, all of our hurts, all of our sorrows, all of our fears, all of the disappointments, all of the times when we're angry, every single moment, Lord, we give to you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would hear our hearts and offer back to us, Lord, your word of encouragement, Lord. We want to hear from you, Lord Jesus. We want to hear from you. And we thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray and all God's people said amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for singing that beautiful song. Thank you, everyone, for your service today, because it is a lot of snow outside. (laughs) I did not think you all were going to be here today. When I was driving in, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse.
1: Marvin Hayes
5: reminded me that March comes in like a lion, it roars in like a lion, and goes out like a lamb. So today is not the day of the lamb, (laughs)
4: though.
5: It's a lot of snow, and even though we're all from Cleveland and we think we would be used to it, we're not. (laughs) And so I'm praying a whole bunch of folks are online, how y'all doing out there online today? It's nice that we can have that option to be able to come online when it's a bad weather day, but I'm so grateful for all of you that trudged through the snow, that made it here. Thank you for being here. Uh, so today we are continuing continuing in our Easter sermon series, and what is the title of our sermon series? The Greatest Comeback, and we have uh, been marching through this series. Our first one was... What was our first one title, y'all? Y'all can look in your bulletin. It's in there. (laughs) Betrayed for me. And who did we learn about in Betrayed for me? King David and Uriah, right? And then number two was what? Forsaken for me. And who did we learn about in that one? Keep going. (laughs) Hagar, Sarah, Ishmael, Isaac, and, and who did I miss? Hagar, Sarah, Abraham, Ishmael, and Isaac. Amen. And then last week was accused for me. And who did we learn about? John Mark, praise God, and Barnabas and Paul, right? So today, what's our sermon title today? Punished for me. And who are we going to learn about today? Peter, right? So today we are really going to investigate and Learn about the disciple Peter. And I know Peter is pretty well known. Most of us can give us some some quick facts about Peter. Anybody know some some things about Peter? What do you know about Peter? He denied knowing Christ. <laughs> Anything else? Go ahead. He was a fighter. What do you mean by that?
4: Oh, aggressive. Like, he he is always trying to come at somebody.
5: You're right, Susan. Yeah, on this rock, right?
4: (laughs) He tried to walk on the water. (laughs) He he let go of his faith, right? He started falling in, didn't he?
5: (laughs) He was crucified upside down. Michael, what did you say? Oh, he took his eye off Jesus when he walked on the water. That's good. Y'all know a lot about him. Some other fun facts about Peter. His name was Simon. He was called Simon as well, just like John Mark had two names. (laughs) Peter had two names. He was also born into the Jewish faith. He was one of the first early leaders of the church. He was also considered the first bishop of Rome. His name, he, his story and his name is told in all four Gospels. And if you're told in all four Gospels, that means you're important, amen? Who was his brother? Andrew, praise God. Andrew was his brother who was the very first disciple that Jesus called. Andrew was the first disciple, and, and, and um, Peter was shortly behind him. So last week I told you who who wrote down Peter's story. John Mark (laughs) the gospel of Mark was written by John Mark most people just refer to him as Mark but that gospel was written by Mark and it was as if uh, John Mark was sitting listening to Peter and wrote down his story so the gospel of Mark can actually be called the gospel of Peter because that's Peter's story so it's a lot that we know about Peter and uh, I think Shannon said it first you know he denied Christ right he, so he was a, uh, with all he had going on. I mean, he was the first bishop. He was an early church leader. He was the one that was number two called by Jesus as a disciple. Would you ever think that Peter would get anything wrong? <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I mean, how many of us have seen leaders and we're like, oh, they are so good, so excellent, so kind. And we think they don't do anything wrong. Anybody ever seen anybody like that? <laughs> some, some of us have seen some folks like that. Uh, Reginald's, I mean, Reginald, I'm sorry. Marvin's prayer was beautiful this morning, and he's listed all the wonderful women in his prayer throughout history. And when he said uh, Mother Teresa's name, how many of y'all would think Mother Teresa had done something wrong? Susan. Stupid. <laughs> And would be like, Mother Teresa had to get it right. But if you read Mother Teresa's books, you would know she got a lot wrong. And she confessed herself that she was not a perfect leader, right? Thank you, Shannon. We have all sinned. We are all sinners. And Peter got so much wrong. I mean, I could just list all the things Peter got wrong. He didn't understand the parables. How many of you all don't understand the parables? All right, not all of them. He was amongst the disciples when they were trying to keep the children away from Jesus. That was pretty messed up, wasn't it? <laughs> he, was, Marvin mentioned that he, he failed when he didn't want to walk on the water. He was at the transfiguration with Elijah and Moses. And guess what Peter decides to do? Ever been in a room with somebody, a bunch of people, and that person might be talking to Renee? But Reginald answered. (laughs) Peter was that guy that nobody is talking to you. We got the great big Moses and the great big Elijah, and here you are. Peter had to get a word in. (laughs) Peter was always messing up something, and yet Jesus chose him. He denied Christ three times. What was Peter's punishment?
6: (laughs) What was the consequence? (laughs) He recognizes
5: sin. What should have been his punishment? What punishment? I mean, you standing there, Christ looking at you, you looking at him, you deny him. What should have been his punishment? Yes, right? You would have had a heart attack on the spot, said <laughs> What is the worst thing you have ever done? And what punishment did you receive for that? You got some lashes? What did you do to get some lashes? You did a lot. <laughs> Tanya, like, we don't need to put my business on the street. <laughs> Separation from God, the feeling of separation from God. But what was your actual dirty deeds, yo, that you got in trouble for? big way back, y'all, Marvin. Guilt. You won't be specific, but you was guilty.
4: <laughs> Lying. Okay, how many
5: of us was when we were kids? Your mother said, "Did you do this?" And you turned around and said, "Oh no, that one over there did it." <laughs> blamed your brother, blamed your sister. They wasn't even in the room. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble when I was a kid. Oh, man. Y'all remember back in the day where, did you have the parents that had the belt, the switch, the extension cord, the brush, or anything else that they could grab to hit you? The punishments was swift and fierce, wasn't (laughs) it? What once you got married, you, you had some of that in your house, Mary. <laughs> oh Lord, these kids—they don't know how good they got it. <laughs> I, you, I still remember the teachers could beat us just as well, and the babysitters, and the next door. Now nah, I wasn't—I wasn't old enough to experience the next door neighbor hitting you, because that one would have messed me up. <laughs> What does that mean?
6: Oh! <laughs> oh, you were
5: trying to warn her like that. Don't hit me with that. Look what you got in your hand. And she still hit you on <laughs> My goodness, we used to get some... a yeah we <laughs> right but we still gotta recognize that we're sinners we are still sinners cause even the saved among us will still do something wrong sometimes because we're humans right so All of us know that we deserve punishment for every infraction we've ever done, right? Every single one of us knows this. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 and 6. T, if you can bring that up on the screen for us. Um, Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 and 6. Let's read this together. But he was... Okay. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Look at that scripture, you all. He was born to take upon our suffering, our punishment. He was pierced for our transgressions. The punishment that brought us peace, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. Let's go back to the story of Peter. I told you all, Peter was in all four Gospels, right? He denied Jesus Christ. He was right there with Jesus, eating with him, sleeping with him, walking with him, working with him, ministering to him, and then he gets there. Jesus is on that cross. Jesus had told him, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, no, I'm not. He gets right there, and guess what he does? We all know the story. I always think, what would have happened and Peter had a made a different choice. What would have happened if when when the girl said, Hey, you know Jesus? He had said, Yes, I do know Jesus. What do you think would have happened to Peter? They would have killed him too, right? Peter was afraid to die. So why did Peter fail? There are three reasons. I'll tell you neighbor three reasons. In spite of being close to Jesus, Peter was still too close to sinners. Think about some of the things that Peter would be doing. He would kind of go off and he would hang with people who were not of Jesus Christ. And he would fraternize, how y'all say fraternize, with people who didn't know Jesus. Now I'm not saying we can't go around folks that don't know that don't know Jesus cuz all of us would have to eliminate our families if we did that including me. But sometimes we get too close to sin. Tell your neighbor, too close to sin. That means you hanging out and nobody in the room can tell you are any different from the sinners. You look just like everybody else. That means you're too close to sin. Reason number two that that Peter failed was that he did not believe Jesus' words. Jesus had told him, that Satan desires to sift you like wheat. That's something terrible to hear. Jesus says Satan is trying to sift you like wheat. Tell your friends Satan trying to sift you. Do you believe it? <sighs> what does sifted mean? Break you down. Tear you apart. You are no longer the same. You are broken down. But see, Satan is not trying to put you back together. He's just trying to break you down, destroy you. And, And Jesus had warned Peter, look, Satan has dominion on this world. He is trying to sift you like wheat. You better watch out. Peter went on about his business. If you don't believe that Satan is trying to kill, steal, and destroy you every single day of your life, you got to get a whole new thought process in order. Because when we wake up, when we get out of bed, Satan is ready for us. We don't even have to get out of bed, Satan ready for us. He's already like, yeah, I'm ready to mess up your day. I was laughing so hard yesterday. We had the the bags, the the grocery bag ministry yesterday, right? And we were doing the devotions,
1: and I had to confess
5: to them that I didn't have a good morning. I woke up with a bad attitude. Pearlie said, "What? You forgot to say good morning, God? What's your plan for you today?" I said, "Pearlie, I must confess. I said, Lord, this ain't a good morning. I don't want to wake up." <laughs> And then I said, good morning, God. (laughs) We mess up all the time, don't we? Because soon as we wake up, soon as we open our eyes, say soon as. Soon as we open our eyes, Satan is waiting for us. He's waiting to enter our thoughts, our minds, our attitudes. He's waiting to sift us like wheat. That's why we call on Jesus. That's why we call on Jesus. You know, Peter was too confident, say too confident.
1: When he was sitting
5: there at that communion meal with Jesus and said, You're gonna deny and Jesus said, You're gonna deny me three times. He said, No, I'm not. I would have asked Jesus, so what made you say that? (laughs) What do you know that I don't know? He was so confident, so overly confident, it was almost prideful. We have to believe that we can fail. Because we fail all the time, don't we? Peter thought he could handle anything, but he could not handle anything without Jesus Christ. Tell you never, you can't handle it. Peter, I can imagine, you got the cross right there. He's walking around amongst the people, looking up at Jesus, watching him suffer on that cross. And the first person says, hey, don't you know him?
4: No, man.
5: He uses the word man. No, man. I don't know him. Peter is standing in front of Jesus. At any moment, all he had to do was say, Lord, help me. Lord, I don't want to mess up like you said I was going to mess up. Help me. Help me. The cross is always right there before us, y'all. All All we have to do is say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. So the little girl asks, and a man comes along. He says again, don't you know him, man? I don't know him. Again, Peter was standing right there. All he had to do was turn around to Jesus turn around to the cross.
0: He didn't turn around to the cross though, did he?
5: He kept looking ahead, looking down, looking at the people. Remember who said it? He was on the water. He took his eyes off Jesus. All he had to do was keep his eyes on Jesus. All he had to do was turn around. He was right there. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is right there. This week when you are going about and you having a rough moment, Jesus is right there. Just say his name, Jesus. Jesus, I need your help. I can't make it through this moment, Jesus. I don't want to fail you, Jesus. This person is trying me right now, Jesus. Help me. Peter didn't ask for help. Prideful. So again, the third time.
1: Man, I don't know
5: him. And what happens then? That rooster crowed, right? After everything happened, that's when Peter finally decides to look at Jesus. I love when God brings about something new in the story for us. He could have turned around the first time. He could have turned around the second time. He waits until the sin is complete before he looks at Jesus. How many of us can say we the same way? No, we could have called on Jesus, could have looked on Jesus, and we did not. All he had to do was look up. Tell you, never look up. Look up unto the hills from whence comes my help. All we got to do is look up. Peter was close to Christ. So many of us are close to Christ. But we forget that Jesus does the work. Peter was close to Christ. You couldn't get no closer than Peter. He was close to Jesus, but he kept trying to do the work himself. And all he had to do was call on Jesus. Jesus, please take the wheel. Say, Jesus, take the wheel. So that rooster crowed, right? And Peter had one of the lowest moments of all Christians. One of the lowest moments. Have you ever had a low moment like that? Where you just know like, oh my God, I don't want nobody to know what I did. I don't want nobody to know what's happening in my life. I am so ashamed. I feel so bad for what I did. I want us to think about this. Because Judas also denied Christ. Peter and Judas had committed the same sin. They had both denied Christ. Don't know him. Don't want no part of him. But what did Judas do that was different from Peter? He took himself out of the game. He hung himself. He threw the silver back. Now, if Judas had hung on a little longer, do you think he might have had a chance for forgiveness and redemption? He would have. He had a different attitude, right? He failed to believe that he was forgivable.
1: We are all forgivable
5: by Jesus Christ. Judas did not believe that anything good could be accomplished out of his bad situation. He did not believe that there was a comeback possible in his life. And some of us get to that point where we are so low, we don't think anything good is going to happen. We get that health diagnosis, and we think that's it. We hear that bad news, somebody's on a ventilator, and we think that's it. We get fired from a job, and we feel so low and so down, and we think that's it. Tell your neighbor, it's not over. It's not over. Peter had one of the lowest moments. I want us to look at this scripture here today. Oh, you all don't have that scripture. I'm just going to read it.
1: On Luke chapter 12. Jesus said, I tell you,
5: whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone, say anyone, who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Jesus had told him, if anyone disowns me, I'm going to disown you.
1: If you act like you don't know me,
5: I'm going to straight act like I don't know you. We all don't had that moment, right? I just had it, y'all. I was at the National Gathering
6: in all the way in California.
5: I did not realize The Pastor Keon told me later that I am the only African-American lead pastor in our entire denomination. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. Pastor Toby retired, and so as a solo lead female pastor by myself, I'm the only one. So I have been talking to all the people in our denomination. We've been having Zoom meetings, calling, texting each other. I thought I knew them. I thought they was my friends. I got all the way to California, y'all. This this person, I'm not going to say his name, but I went up to him like, Hey, how you doing? Because we had just talked on Zoom. He looked at me act like he ain't know me my heart was so sad I was like I'm Kelly from Cleveland you remember we was just on Zoom he gonna say people sure do look different in real life
6: I was like oh man my feelings was so hurt y'all
5: my feelings was so hurt I was ready to leave the whole denomination. Like, we gotta get out of here with these crazy people. My feelings was hurt. He didn't recognize me. He denied me. He acted like he didn't know me. So y'all know what I was feeling. I'm a girl from Cleveland in the hood. Okay, brother, I got you. Deuces, when you wanna know me next time, I'm gonna act like I don't know you either. (laughs) Thank God the Lord has himself wrapped around my heart, (laughs) y'all. Thank God. Himself wrapped around my heart
4: because I was like, Okay, we're gonna give you a second chance.
5: Help me, Lord. <laughs> Help me, Lord. But that was a human to another human. When you deny Jesus, because one day we're gonna all get to heaven and he's gonna be looking like, No, nah, no, nah, brother, no, nah, sister, remember you said I didn't exist remember you said you didn't believe me remember let's not forget because when you was on earth you was all up in the club dancing i don't know jesus i don't know jesus remember that (laughs) (laughs) peter denied christ the unforgivable sin is denying the truth that is what the unforgivable sin is a lot of people think the unfor- unforgivable sin is suicide. No, it's not. The unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit to say that Jesus Christ and God the Father, the Holy Spirit, are not real. That is the unforgivable sin. Peter denied Christ, and he should have went straight to hell right then. Just like Pearlie said, he should have had a heart attack, died, and it was over. No forgiveness. But you see, Jesus was on that cross.
6: Right there,
5: he was on the cross, dying, taking the punishment that Peter should have gotten. They should have put Peter up on that cross and took Jesus down. But Jesus is on the cross because he was accepting not just Peter's punishment, but all of our punishment. Every human being that ever lived and ever will live, Jesus took the punishment for all of us. Whether we believe it or not, whether we accept it or not, whether we confess it or not, Jesus died for all of us. And he took that brutal punishment for all of us. I cannot imagine taking any of y'all punishment. If somebody did something today and you had to go to court, I'm not going to be like, oh, excuse me, Reginald, I'm going to take your place. No, Reggie, I'm going to come pray for you. That's all I got on it. Jesus took the punishment for everything, our little things, our medium-sized things, our big things, whatever you could ever possibly imagine doing. He took the punishment for all of us. And in his love, his compassion, his grace, and his mercy, He did not even complain. Think about it. Jesus wasn't up on the cross like, look what I'm doing for you, Peter. I'm up here because of you, Peter. He didn't say anything. He looked to the other, the thieves on the cross and said, forgive them, right? The ultimate thing that can happen to all of us is punishment because of our sins. Jesus is the only one, say the only one. No other faith leader, no other God, no other religious belief will tell you that somebody took the punishment for you. Jesus is the only one
1: who takes our punishment.
5: We all deserve death. Tell your neighbor, you deserve to die. But because of Christ, you get to live. Next week, we're going to be finding out about Lazarus, y'all, because Lazarus did die. We're going to find out about
4: Lazarus. Let us pray.
5: Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for this time together, learning more about Peter. And we confess, Holy Spirit, that we are just like Peter. We mess up in so many ways, Lord Jesus. We say things we shouldn't say. We do things we shouldn't do, Lord. And yet, and still, you forgive us. You take the punishment for each and every one of us of Holy Spirit, we confess that we are sinners in need of a Savior, Lord, and that because of you, we are saved, we are sanctified, we are redeemed, we are restored, all because of you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for taking us from sinners to being saved. We honor you, Lord, and we magnify your name. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all God's people said, Amen and amen. Let us all rise and we're going to sing grateful. Are you grateful today? Grateful for the things he's done for you. And while we're singing grateful, myself and the lay pastors will come around and we will pray with and for you. Look good and sound good. Hallelujah. They put in a lot of work for us. Amen. Saints, if you are just going to give us a little bit of good news, I want you all to please carefully look through your bulletins because there's a lot happening at New Life at Calvary. We praise God for it. The birthdays of this week, we got Jace and Jakiri McLean, the twins of Betty Love. Praise God. Damone Darman, that is uh, Demetrius Darman's and uh, Tamika Darman's son. He is uh, turning 16, hallelujah.
1: Minnie Doty, if you look in our bulletin, Minnie Doty is 103
5: years old, praise God. Praise God. She is our oldest living member.
1: Pastor Antonio is going to go visit her and her family today after church and take them a dinner and balloons
5: and flowers on behalf of the church. Helen Britt is selling, celebrating a birthday on the twenty third. Lady Pastor Helen, hallelujah! Margaret Jeffrey is celebrating a birthday. Mar- Mar- oh, Margaret Jeffrey! I was thinking Margaret Mallory. Margaret Jeffrey is Pastor Antonia's auntie. She's celebrating a birthday. Celebrating a birthday on the twenty third. Joy Key is right there. She's celebrating her birthday this week. Joe Stewart. He's out in the fellowship hall working on parking lot. He's celebrating a birthday. And Samuel Wallace, hallelujah. Samuel Wallace is Mary Wallace's husband. So we say happy birthday to all of our March birthdays.
1: That's fantastic.
5: So we do have the spring break camp, which is beginning tomorrow. The choir has begun rehearsing for Easter. They started yesterday, so you can still join, right? We're going to have at 6 o'clock Wednesday. 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Okay, want
2: 6
4: o'clock Wednesday, 12 o'clock Saturday mm-hmm. for choir rehearsal.
5: Yeah. And that's everybody that would like to sing. But if you can't sing, remember, you don't get a mic.
1: <laughs> All the
5: way in the back. <laughs> sing as loud as you want from the back. <laughs> don't worry, I can't sing either. I'm, I'm not just talking about other people. I talk into the mic. You never hear me
4: sing to the mic. <laughs> I'm
2: give you a mic, Mary.
4: This is your, your, t- your time, today. Gail, way in the back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Gail is traveling to uh, Pine Valley in the snow today, so we're going to be praying for travel mercy for Gail. She's going to pick up Jasmine. So thank you, Gail, for doing that. I want to say thank you to everyone that served this past uh, Saturday with the grocery meals. Um, Mike, do you have a number for us? 110 bags uh, or sets of groceries we gave out yesterday, praise God. So that was amazing. The spring break camp applications are still available. Hazel Hicks sent in a message today. Dwayne, her husband, is doing well, and he's home from the hospital. Hallelujah. And you you heard uh, Marvin in the prayer. He said Dwayne and LaDonna Jessup are both home. So we just thank God that they're both home. Both home. Sharon, you had your procedure this past week, right? For the last week? I thought you had a procedure and you did well.
4: <laughs> you me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Toy is her daughter, so just keep her in prayer.
5: We do have hot meals this week. Volunteers, please arrive at four four thirty. The meal starts at five, and we try to start wrapping up around a quarter till six so that we can get everything cleaned up. And we thank God for Mary who's filling in the gap right now for Ladonna. So thank you, Mary, for your service.
2: She'll be back next month. <laughs> Hello. Us yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: Thank you, Mary. You it, it was yeah. very good. <laughs> uh don't forget we need candy, y'all. We need candy, candy, candy. Ruth. Oh my bad. Ruth Ruth, I blame Gail because I asked her, I said, is a hot meal on Tuesday? She said yeah. <laughs> gave me the date (laughs) so i will accept that she probably did say that and if you also can see another error that i made you see visions of angels dancers was in the bulletin today well when they didn't show up i started i said let me text them and see what's going on and right in the text it says see you next week on march so they'll be here with us next week you all so expect a bunch of young dancers little kids to be coming and bless us in liturgical dance all right, do we have everything? Any other announcements?
1: Yes, Mary still needs Easter egg
5: cards. A dozen? She wants the dozen. a dozen. The one with a dozen, not the 18. Okay. All right, saints. Um, uh, D- Diane? Oh, okay. So the Women's Association is meeting today in the chapel. Praise God. And we do have, if anyone's available to come upstairs and help clean up some of the youth rooms, we want to make sure the youth rooms are ready to go for the spring break camp. If you're available to come upstairs, we would appreciate your help. And I think that's it. Anybody else? All right. Oh, Reverend Vanacy. You almost maybe me. Why did you say about that? You going to say it? Go ahead. Reverend Benazi has been approved for money to buy a house, y'all. <laughs> It'll be his first purchase of a home in America as an American citizen. And so he needs your references and referrals if you know of a house available. And he said he is willing to live anywhere the Lord wants him to go, so the place doesn't matter, but it does have to be a nice house. Can't be a fixer-upper. <laughs> all right so congratulations Reverend we look forward to coming to your house and visiting with you all right saints if we can all stand to receive the benediction remember to be safe when you're driving home today it still is a lot of snow out there gracious and holy god as we prepare to depart from this place but never from your sight lord jesus we pray lord that we would take all the fruit of your precious holy spirit your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, and your faithfulness, and your self-control. Help us, Lord, to live our lives for you and to tell everybody that we know Jesus. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people
3: said,
4: amen and amen.
3: Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor,
4: I'm mighty glad you came to church today.
6: Grateful, grateful